I visited a hospital to go and anoint somebody who was very sick. And it was one of these hospitals that, you know, different corridors, different wings. And uh, I ended up going into a room that I found out was the wrong room. And when I walked in, there was an elderly woman, very frail, uh, lying in the bed. And when I walked in, uh, I think I startled her. But she grabbed the sheets and she pulled them up and she nearly cried out to me and she, when she saw me and she says, I don't want to die. Which was very sad. And my presence as a priest and seeing the book and the purple stole equated me with death. And what struck me very strongly by it was the terrible fear that this woman had. Um, I don't know how sick she was or what her diagnosis was or what was wrong with her. And, and I just apologized and I left very quickly. And it contrasted with another sick call I had where I was told by a family that their dad, the grandfather, was being admitted into, into hospice. So I went to visit him and, you know, obviously I was expecting somebody to be distraught and anxious and worried. And he was a rather large gentleman. He didn't look sick at all to me. And I said, uh, your family asked me to come and visit you. And he says, thank you for coming to visit me. He says, I, I said, I heard you've got some bad news. I have, he says, but that's fine. He says, I'm perfectly at peace. I have no problems. I lived a good life. I've done my best and I'm good. I'm good to go, he said. Just like that, matter of fact. It was the shortest visit I ever had to somebody like that. <laughs> because I was even to say, like, well, should I give you the last rites? Or he said, you can if you want, but I'm good. <laughs> and it was so refreshing because I could see the contrast between somebody who was able to leave this life in peace and somebody who was filled with so much anxiety and fear and worry and all the negative stuff. And that is uh, what the readings are kind of speaking to us about today, that the way God wants us to live in the world is one, fine. I'm ready to go to God. I'm at peace. And not to live in tremendous fear and worry and anxiety. And that's why Jesus says when he lived among us, he said, do not fear and do not worry. So because fear always brings us back to the past and to regrets and very often to unforgiveness, to a lack of forgiveness that we hold ourselves in the mistakes of the past. Worry always takes us to the future, to a future that we have no control over, but yet we are constantly preoccupied what will happen, what will happen, what will happen. And it certainly is something that often comes to the mind of somebody as they get older in life and then they think about their future and how they will end up. That is what is happening in the readings of today, especially the first reading and the gospel. First reading is from Prophet Jeremiah. What has happened is the people have been sieged by the Babylonian Empire. They made a big, huge ramp to break down the walls of Jerusalem. 
and people had to demolish their houses to, to keep up a barricade between them. Eventually, the Babylonians won. They destroyed and ransacked the place. The temple was destroyed, and all the people, most of the people, uh, were taken away as slaves to Babylon. And there is nothing but destruction all around. And even for them, the fact that the temple was violated was like the Holy of Holies, God in their presence, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, has been ransacked. So the people were absolutely devastated and were asking, where is God? Likewise, the gospel is inspired by uh, the Romans' destruction of the temple, a revolt that happened after the time of Christ in the time of the early church. And this, this event is, is giving rise, you know, inspiring this gospel. And how one of the Roman generals rode his horse around the temple and even into the Holy of Holies that they found very sacred. So everything that people held as sacred, as good, as true, was just totally destroyed and, 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 and people's lives were devastated. So what the, the readings are saying in Jeremiah and in the gospel is, is the readings of hope, the readings of encouragement, the readings of, of consolation. So they're saying that the present destruction, the present fear, the present worry, whether it be uh, at the time of the people, at the time of Babylon, whether it be people at, in, in the beginning of the early church with the destruction of Rome, there is a word of the present that you are experiencing is not the full reality. There is a deeper reality. The deeper reality that the truth that God brings good out of every bad situation, that God's love is deeper than anything that is going on in your lives, anything that is going on in, in the lives of, of, of any, even in the society in which we live in. So the candles, the increasing of the light, is a sign that no matter what we do or say, God is going to bring about God's plan for the world. God is going to bring about God's plan for the world. That is why it is saying the cosmic, you know, the sun, the stars. The present world we live in today is far from perfect, but that is not the final solution. We have to remind ourselves that God is going to bring about a beautiful world. God is going to bring about a kinder world. God is going to bring about a more just world, with or without our cooperation. This is what God is going to do. So as we journey into the darkness, like today was, yesterday was like a dark, horrible day. But like, that is why it's important that we, we, we celebrate light, because God is going to bring about the world in which there is beauty and truth and justice and hope for everyone. Obviously, he wants our cooperation with it. And even in our own lives, if we are beset by fear and worry, 
You know, it is easy for me to say, do not fear, do not worry. But if you get a pro- uh, go to the doctor and he says there's a problem, and then it could be something very serious. Who is not going to be beset by fear and worry? Everybody is. But the, the answer is, 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 is suggested in our second reading that the importance of not journeying through fear and worry on your own, but allowing other people to support you on your journey. That we are invited to say that you are not alone. You're part of a community of faith. You need other people to support you as you journey through fear and worry in your life. And to, to remind us that this reality is not the ultimate reality. There's a deeper reality that, that uh, life and love are, are stronger than sickness and even death. That there is God's life that is within you. God's li- love that is present to you is stronger than anything that can come your way, even death itself. So Advent is a time to remind ourselves of hope, of optimism, of a truth that is deeper than anything that come our way. God's beautiful and great and forgiving love for each one of us. It is a reminder also to step away from anything that is not bringing hope and joy and peace in your life. It is a a reminder, don't become distracted by, they call it drunkenness, by worries, by fears, by all that's going on in society in the world in which we live in. It is to kind of step back from all of that and focus on a quieter but deeper truth that is beautifully summed up by uh, Julian of Norwich, St. Julian of Norwich. All will be well, and all manner of things will be well.